Here we go. All right. Welcome to our second ever recording, part two, I guess you would say, of the Cold State Entertainment Podcast. Welcome to the Campfire Show. With us today, I am uh, your host, Matt. To my left, we have a Mr. Sam. Hello. We have Justin. What's up? And we have Chase. Hey, hey. And with us again is Rich. I guess... How's it going? Chase is with us again as well. And you. Um, and myself, yes. <laughs> I don't know. But, so, today we are, we, we're going to talk about... Should playing video games be considered a sport? Who wants to open up? I will. Um, <clears throat> I think that it definitely should be considered a sport. And you hear a lot of people say, well, that's ridiculous. You're not active. You're not jumping around or throwing a ball or something like that. But there are a lot of things that we consider sports that don't involve a whole lot of physical activity. So I'm going to jump in with the, the definition that you can just Google. Uh, an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Physical activity? Yeah. Hey, moving I mean, sticks is yeah. physical. You, your, your fingers, your mouse, right? Would that be considered? Well, I, I honestly I think so because what a lot of esports people still do warm-ups, right? You still got to get your... Uh, fast muscle fibers. Fingers moving. stretched out. Yeah, VR and honestly, you're actually moving. Right. Yeah, VR would make it more active. But we got games like uh, Dance Dance Revolution as well. That's a whole lot of movement right there. Yeah. Is that in the esports circuit or? Uh, it should be. It should be. So now we're going to talk <laughs> about like what what video games should be esports. So there are definitely like dance dance tournaments and stuff yeah. like that. And I would, I would say like. Guitar Hero as well. Yeah. You take someone who's really good at football, you know, really, you know, fit, and they exercise a lot, and then you throw them on Guitar Hero, their hands are going to get tired fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I guess I'll chime in here. Um, my opinion on this is that when we, when we think about sports, we think about more athleticism, and I think the only example that you've kind of given so far is... Dance Dance Revolution, which doesn't have uh, nearly the following that it used to have. Uh, I wouldn't even call that as a really a sport because the competitive scene for that is pretty. I mean, so as far as I know, aspect has the enter- gone down. Yes, yes. There's no real entertainment aspect for that anymore, or at least for a spectator wise, not really much of a spectator thing anymore. Um, now to start off with. I really like esports. You know, I love watching Counter Strike. I've loved watching Halo back in its heyday. That sort of stuff. The Quakes. Um, really, really into that stuff. Of course, League of Legends. I followed LCS for a good long time. But uh, my opinion on it is, is that it's not really much of a sport in terms of athleticism, which is probably why they tack on the e in front of it. It is an esport. Uh, implying that there really isn't any athletics involved in it, that you have to really exert yourself and be at you know peak human physical performance in order to perform better than everybody else. That being said, um, you know why would it need to be considered a sport? What does it matter? You know, it's there's a lot of things that kind of go into this about you know some 
esports are, I think, much better spectator sports than others. Um, for example, one of the things I, I really am, uh, that I've kind of thought about, you know, on this topic is you take something like League of Legends, widely popular spectator sport. However, one of the things that I dislike about it as an esport and being a spectator sport is that without playing the game, you're going to have no idea what's going on unless you do some like pretty heavy research into how the game is played, what the characters are, what they do. It's really reliant on the casters, you know, throwing tons of information at you. Whereas for, say, something like football or baseball or something like that, it doesn't take much to be able to follow the game. You don't need to know every little detail. You don't need to play it to really understand it. And I think with some esports, you really have to play them in order to get a really good understanding and be able to follow it. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, because I mean, I've definitely met people that have never watched like a baseball game or a football game, and they're just very confused. You know, I think a lot of us have grown up maybe watching those sports or, or even playing those sports, so we we kind of been exposed to that at such an early age. You know, where I think you bring somebody from the outside, you know, if I ever went to a, let's see, another sport, cricket game, right? I'd be completely clueless, you know, what's going on, which, you know, I think would be kind of like with, with the, the video game is like, you know, it's, you know, to your point, it's going to be hard to follow something like League of Legends. So I don't know necessarily if that, like, you could say like, yeah, it's easier to follow, uh, you know, a sport like football or something. Um, I think we've just been exposed to it earlier and we you know, inherently understand it, right? Um, I think maybe if, if sports were big, you know, maybe our kids or so, you know, younger generation, you know, they'll grow up watching leagues, so it'll be easier to, you know, they'll understand it if they ever watch it again, they'll understand the characters, they don't have to do as much research, so. Um. So I'll, I'll throw, before you chime in, I'll throw a counter argument in. Um, with anything labeled a sport, there's some inherent, uh, some inherent, knowledge that you have to have whether it be football baseball basketball you have to understand how the game is played i think that goes for esports as well you still have to understand the rules which how the two teams or more teams are competing against each other right but i guess my point was is that even though i've never played baseball even though i've never played football i really don't have to to get a good understanding of how the game is played I would argue differently. So you you grew up in the U.S., right? You're from the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, those sports are part of our culture. Sure. And so growing up, uh, whether it be from your parents, family, watching TV, or just seeing it, you've learned the rules as you grew up with them. But oftentimes, if you take someone from like the U.K. who is only known uh, like cricket, and they come over and they watch baseball, I've heard people say that it, it confuses them they don't understand certain rules of the game or football for that matter uh people are used to you know watching soccer and then they see american football they're very confused they don't understand the game um so the rules though uh to us might seem very clear aren't very clear to people who haven't grown up, grown up with that in their culture and so i think learning the rules still comes with any kind of sport. That's fair, but I think that with a lot of... And I'm not saying all esports are like this. Yep. I'm saying, you know, there, there's... Going back to my example, say League of Legends or something like that, the, the complexity of the game is so high, I think, 
that it makes it really, really hard to explain to somebody without having them really played it, that they would get a really good understanding of watching it. Okay, I, I would take that point. Yeah. I think understanding stuff like the meta and those yeah, you well, know, it's deeper not... But I mean, you could, again, kind of going back to, uh, you know, a sport like football, you know, anybody might be able to watch it and see, oh, you just go down the field, try to get it in one, you know, one team has to get to one side of the field and, you know, but... There's that deeper knowing the players, knowing the teams, knowing defenses and offenses. I mean, it's like you'll get a better understanding if you look into that. You know, same thing. Yeah. You might get a better enjoyment of understanding the meta of you know League of Legends, um, and better enjoyment. But I'll I'll be really honest. I know very little about football, and even less about baseball. Um, a game like Le- League of Legends, yeah, there's a whole lot of rules and. Uh, and there's a meta that goes with it, and you know you kind of you, know, you need to know how to play with your team and like uh, what your class that is that you're using. You know, are you DPS? Do you heal? What is your role? So that's that might be a poor example. Um, a game like uh, say Call of Duty or Halo, you know that you're gonna go and shoot the other team, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You want to kill them as many times as you can. I feel like that's a lot less confusing than baseball. Like if I sat down with no knowledge and they're like, here are these two things going on. Could you sit and play one of them? Well, I would fail at baseball horribly, or football for that matter. Um, whereas if I sat down and played Halo for the first time, you know, as long as I knew how to use a controller, yeah, I'd be okay. I'd just go shoot the enemy team. Right. And that's why I was claiming that, you know, not every eSport is like this. Because there's a lot of eSports who are, which are very simplistic. You know, I like, I don't have to really play Counter-Strike. And I really understand, like, what is going on within a game, you know, how they're pushing bomb sites and how they're, you know, maintaining a setup and why they're doing this sort of thing. Because the casters also do a very good job of explaining a lot of this stuff. So, I mean, yeah, so my argument doesn't hold up very well with a lot of different esports. But the other thing that kind of feeds into this argument that I have that doesn't really hold up well with other, like, real life sports, or I guess you could say with physical sports is that uh, with esports, they change a lot, or at least they can. So, you know, you talk about League of Legends or something like that, you'll have meta shifts, you'll have patches, you'll have new characters, you'll have all sorts of things that will rotate things about the game, so it's not really the same game per se anymore. They're playing the same map, same game mode, things like that, but someone who doesn't follow it for, say, like, a year or six months or something like that. They're going to be hit with a bunch of new surprises of things like, oh, well, why are they picking this or why are Mm -hmm. they picking that? And then that's why I say, like, without really playing it, you're not going to really be involved enough to really understand what's going on with the game. I think, though, for, like, higher-level view, you know, if you start watching a a game that you don't understand, you probably get the basics down. But, again, I think some of the enjoyment of, whether it's an active sport or an eSport is you know if you start enjoying it is digging deeper into that the meta and what's going on and kind of going back to sports um it maybe maybe it doesn't change as frequently as you know an esport or, or sorry like a video game um but there are shifts in you know rules with different things uh what is it uh, baseball this year um there's rumor that the MLB has, uh, what do they call juiced the baseball because this year has been just insane for the amount of home runs they are that are, are the, happening. Um, it's like, I think, a record number last I saw. So, you know, there again, maybe it doesn't change as drastically as like, you know, oh, a whole new set of characters come into this game. And now it's played, you know, it's the same game, but plays very differently. Maybe it's not as drastic in 
active sports, but mm-hmm. it does happen, you know, di- you know, especially, you know, being tied into football, there's, you know, the, you know, different offenses or defensive schemes that come in different ways, you know, uh, players, you know, was, I guess they're big role changes the last few years where um, it's actually gone pretty heavy in offenses, you know, favoring offenses as far as, you know, um, points and, and uh, penalties because they want higher scoring games. Again, that's also, I think, why baseballs are juiced right now is because it's more exciting to a game. And, you know, so I think there is that kind of shift in that, uh, that meta change in active sports too, um, that you'll get a, you know, a deeper understanding, understanding and enjoyment from it if you understand it. But I think, you know, for, for both of them, you, you know, I think that goes for both of them. Right. So maybe that's an argument for they they are very similar and they should be considered a sport. Well, I hear you saying two things, active sport and e-sport. So if we call it an active sport, you know, it's still a sport. If we call it an e-sport, it's still a sport. And it sounds like we're defining a sport as having a set of rules, you know, and, you know, possibly physically, you know, like you have to be physical in that. Um, so I, I think with that, if we can define things as an active sport and an e-sport, then we can classify gaming as a sport. Um, I'd also like to add horse sports. I think we can all agree that polo is not a real sport. The horse, the horse is doing all the physical exertion, right? This, this is a road we could go down and just sit here and just name sports that we we could turn it into that conversation, like spike ball. What is it? Why is that a sport? Anyways, but yeah. Well, let's let, let's be fair to horses. They're doing all the work there. Um, so I think we should we should include horse sports, and that is a sport, which is polo. I mean, well, they're not the ones swinging the club. How hard is it to swing that club? And it's already know. hanging down there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't it's know. Not like they're I don't, at it. I don't play. I don't play polo, so I have yeah. no idea. Well, just to add in <laughs> this side topic, uh, have you ever ridden a horse? Yes. And there is some physical work on right. your back, I know, and on. Just controlling the horse. And <laughs> well, maybe that. maybe the horse is more of the player, right? Right. Like so, that's the that's the it's, it's not about the person. It's the, on the team back synergy yeah. between the rider and the horse. <laughs> oh, we're going off topic. Let's just well, try to bring it back the, around. So this I mean, is interesting to to consider what is a sport because there's there's some kind of um, assumption that there's a level of skill involved that attributes to the people. Um, playing the sport that you should give them as an accomplishment or you should recognize them as accomplishing something, right? So when you have physical athletes accomplishing tasks that people who haven't played the sport for a long time can't do, like hitting a baseball or over over a fence, you know, for a home run, that's really hard to do. It takes a lot of physical exertion and skill to do that. And so is it the amount of skill applied to a competitive task and playing as a team that requires something to be considered as a sport? Um, is it just being able to have a skill that other people don't have because they've spent a lot of time doing something? Um, and then being able to work as a team to compete against one another? Um, does it require to uh, play as a team to be considered a sport can one person so i mean you have individual people like boxing right that's a sport because that takes physical exertion but it's 1v1 um so maybe a team isn't really required maybe just a sport so i do i do want to throw one topic in here though um 
uh, one because Rich, you had asked uh, why does it even matter if we call it a sport or not? Right. And um, the, there, there, there are some things. Uh, one specific topic I wouldn't mind bringing up would be uh, college sports and getting scholarships mm-hmm. um, to a college for a sport. Mm-hmm. Now, typically, that's like football or basketball. Um, and colleges are willing to pay for people to go there because that uh, inevitably brings in money for that college because that person's really good. They bring in form and entertainment when they play games. And so colleges are willing to pay um, for that person person's uh, tuition and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure there's a college now that considers esports as one of those because of the entertainment value. Um, so it, does it... Should it be considered a sport in that case, then? Well, I mean, my my argument is more of uh, why... What does calling it a sport do? Like, why... What what does that benefit the game? Or how? It's inclusive, then. Like, you guys go out to a sports bar, right? You're going to watch football. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to come with because I'm not really interested in football. I might come to hang out. Now, if I know they have League of Legends up there, too, at this sports bar, Mm -hmm. right? We got some soccer going on. We got some baseball. We got some football. We got some League of Legends. Hey, I'm happy. I'll come along now. I'll watch that. You guys can focus on the sport that you like. Here at the sports bar, I'm going to watch this eSport, League of Legends. Sure. But, I mean, for the most part, that's pretty subjective to whoever's operating the the restaurant. I mean, there's already sports bars who do do that. Right, but there's this controversy out there and a stigma on gaming as a sport. Right. And it makes it, it excludes it from these type of things. So you have people that see them, they're like, well, that's not a sport. Gaming isn't a sport. And it's that stigma, right. I think, that kind of breaks breaks it where, you know, should I be able to get tuition paid by being really good at playing Halo? What's the difference of being really good at Halo and being really good at football? Obviously, one sport takes a lot of money, but now we have, you know, a lot of these esports like League of Legends. They generate a lot of money from people viewing it. That's true. Um, my thought would be is that the the big difference between them is athleticism. That right. that's that's the big difference between them. And I, to me, I feel like that adds another dimension of what an actual like quote sport would be called. So so because it's got that uh, it's got that idea of athleticism. You know, you have say you're you're taking any esport and yeah, you have to learn how to play the game. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to play as a team. You have to get involved with, you know, practice and, you know, doing technique and things like that. Right. That's all something that you do with esports, but that's something you also do with regular sports as well. You know, there's a lot of practice, there's a lot of team building, there's a lot of, you know, our 1v1, you know, there's a lot of mental in the game as well. And I think there's, I would guess I would argue, as much mental in, say, physical sports as there is in esports. Right. You know, there's a lot of, you know, maintaining composure in, in big high pressure situations and things like that the part where it really really is different is the athleticism too and that really impacts your performance on your own um on the game that you're playing along with everything else that kind of goes into esports so i think because there's athleticism that takes a higher degree of ability and training and things like that to be able to do that i mean do we even need to 
And that's right. just, yeah, that's kind of like just a, like a cultural thing right now, right? You know, right. we, I mean, I would be all for going to a bar and watching some Halo or something like that because that would be awesome, you know? It's generational too, I think. And I think as time progresses here, um, we will definitely see that it is considered more of a, more, more of a sport with, you know, other generations and. Well, I mean, do we really need to, do we need to consider esport like what? Why? Why do they need to be under the same umbrella, right? Exactly. Why is it? And that's why what can't they be esports and sports? And maybe that's where the definitions, you know, it, it, we whatever we Google it here, but like, and we said it is it's one is active, one isn't. I mean, there's no reason like, you know, we don't need to call the sport to validate it, and like we're we're real. I mean, it can just be esports, and that's what it's just a different type of sport. Sure. Yeah. You know, or you know, we could go the other direction and just. Um, you know, maybe maybe redefined sport, right, to more just a competitive activity, you know, with a set of rules where, you know, you compete against each other, right? Yeah. Um, and kind of take that active part out if we do want to try to bring it under the same umbrella, you know, just call them all sports. Right, yeah. Right? And, that's, and that's basically what my argument yeah. is, is that, you know, in doing, in calling it a sport, we don't really add anything to it other than, you know a mix of cultural reaction of, well, you know, I don't really understand why it's called a sport because, you know, there is no, there's no athleticism. It's just a bunch of dudes playing games. Well, I mean, yeah, it's very competitive. Same with like chess and things like that. And they, you know, they won't necessarily show that at bars. So that kind of supports your argument of, you know, because they don't, it's all dependent on how spectator friendly at that point it is. And yeah, I don't know. So that is a good point. Do we consider chess a sport? Are you just sitting here? Talk? I mean, you could piss, right, right, right. you could piss off a lot of people by, by answering that. We question won't say wrong. that. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to argue though against what you said. <clears throat> that and I guess what you said too, Matt. Do we need to call it a sport? Well, maybe not. Maybe it can be its own thing. Maybe we don't need to umbrella it. Uh, put it under an umbrella. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it like sports, is this real cool club? You know. Fancy club. Everyone wants to get into it. But you got to know what you're doing in there, and you have to have the connections and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So do we put gaming in there, too, and let everybody be included? Or is gaming, you know, yeah, it's not included with all these other things that we consider sports. So here we have the little the little game house, and that's where you guys get to go hang out. That's where you can feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's a cultural thing, again. And it carries a stigma, though, and this controversy that it shouldn't be considered a sport. You shouldn't be able to get a tuition for being good at it. You shouldn't be able to go to a sports bar and watch League of Legends. And yeah, that's that's the owner's discretion. But a lot of owners aren't going to put up gaming, you know, somewhere in there because they're a sports bar and they don't want to piss off the sports fans. I think yeah. that some of that goes to the whole classic like jocks versus nerds thing. That's kind of just <laughs> sense, you know, right? I think that's where we get a lot of this separation is because. Because of that, you know, even though we have technology so ingrained in our lives now, I think there still is some of that underlying, like, you know, kind of the sports, the active sports, you know, the jocks and, you know, it's still somewhat looked at differently, the the esports, because that's, oh, that's like nerdy, that's video games, you know, so I mean, I think that's maybe where some of that, some of this divide too is, you're not getting those sports bars that want to put up League of Legends because of that. Right. You know, ingrained exactly. <laughs> feeling against those and the differences. But, I mean, you know, we already are kind of seeing this cultural shift happen. I mean, even mm-hmm. back in, you know, the days when StarCraft II was incredibly popular. I don't know if they still do it, but, I mean, BarCraft was, yep. a, was a huge thing. We even had that, you know, in, in Minneapolis here for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a bunch of bars that did a BarCraft where they would do, you know, they would show big 
StarCraft competition, things like that. And a lot of people attended those because, yeah, it was a good place to go and hang out and watch some StarCraft. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I think uh, validating it as a sport, does it need it? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, the most that we... I think why we call it a sport right now is just because it's easier to say than competitive video gaming. Maybe. I, I still argue that it should be considered a sport because of the stigma that it carries and controversy and stuff. I think it, putting it in that category where, okay, I'm opinionated here, but where I feel like it belongs, mm-hmm. I think I think that would be an important uh, push for it. Um, maybe we wait for VR to get really big and start becoming a thing, you know? Then that's a lot of moving around and stuff. Maybe VR will be the thing that has people who are specific towards football and baseball and they don't play video games. Maybe that'll have them say, okay, yes, you know, video games can be a sport because they're running on an Omni treadmill and they got their VR goggles on mm-hmm. and they're chasing people down and or playing football, you know, in VR. Right. But then, we, then we'll get back to the sort of discrepancy of, yeah, like, when you take out the athleticism, you know, what what do you have here? Do you have two different things? Do you have a sport and competitive video gaming? Well, I'll just call it that for, you know, definition defining right now. But um, should, And then should those be treated differently? Like, should a college look at a sport, you know, like an athletic sport, and treat that differently than, say, a uh, competitive gaming sport or something like that, you know? I think that there there might need to be a reason for that because there's probably something that, you know, colleges are known for, for their high athletics or something like that. But then if they have... Uh, so then we exclude people who aren't athletic or fit, you know, and they want to just... They're really good at Halo. I think some of this... Well, I mean, yeah, it's definitely dependent on the college. Or if, like, if we're talking college sports or something like that, it's definitely dependent on how they... Yeah, how they view it. I mean, there's not... A necessity to do that because there's a bunch of colleges who just don't give a crap about sports and you know they're not like big 10 schools or anything like that and so they don't have a huge sports program and i think for for us if we want to start seeing like scholarships for gaming and we are seeing it grow you know just in the last 10 15 years it's just it's grown a lot but for us to start seeing things like scholarships and things like that for you know video games and stuff like that you're, I think a lot of it's going to depend on the revenue that's going to bring in for the college. I think it's why you get those big football scholarships because, you know, that every, you know, same thing with a lot of the major sports, right? That, that brings a lot of revenue for the school. It gets more people to come, makes them more prestigious if they're, you know, like, you know, what, Big Ten or, you know, whatever like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think as it grows, we will probably see in the next, you know, five, 10 years as esports grows and becomes more popular, we might start seeing those schools that are realizing, hey, this, this, this is going to bring more people to the school. It's going to it's going to bring in more obviously revenue for for the school. So I think we might start seeing that now. Whether it's ever going to get on par with like a football scholarship where they got you know tons of them and there's you know all these uh, colleges around the, the the states just you know handing out these these football scholarships that you know I don't know if it'll ever get to that level. But I mean you could argue there that you know a lot of this you know there's other sports where there's scholarships for, but there's you know. I'm sure there's scholarships for like golfing and volleyball and right. things like that. So I could see esports over the years becoming kind of that smaller sport that there are scholarships, but whether it reaches the the level of like a football or a basketball scholarship, probably not. Yeah, and I'm I'm a hundred percent for that. I would love to see more schools embracing esports because yeah, it is highly competitive and it brings in a ton of viewership mm-hmm. as right. we're seeing with things like league of legends and counter-strike and all that like 
those bring in an enormous amount of viewership numbers. You know, maybe not exactly the same as, you know, like a typical game of the NFL, but the international brought in an enormous amount of viewers to the point where I think it was actually above some, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was actually above, um, some athletic sports in terms of viewership. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we are, again, too, we, we are seeing it grow. I remember seeing some articles where, um, different, uh, states that have teams for, you know, different esports teams, they're building like arenas. I forget there's a big company that recently, I think just out in California built like an arena specific for esports. So, I mean, they're starting to get essentially stadiums now. Yeah. It's not a, you know, NFL or, or a soccer stadium that holds, you know, 60 to 120,000 people, but, you know, you're starting to get those venues. It's not just gathering at some convention center anymore. So, I mean, we are seeing it grow. And I think over time, it, you know, it's, it's going to catch on and we're going to see a lot more stuff with it. Exactly. I think over time, it, it's definitely going to shift. There's a growing concern. I know um, with some of the uh, older generations and that, that children now, they're not into football. They're not into baseball. Where's that money going to go 20 years from now? It's going to be in esports probably because that's what kids are doing. You know, there's more people being raised playing video games than who are super into baseball and stuff like that. So honestly, I think we're being nice to football and stuff like that by including gaming in sports because 30, 40 years from now when all the cool kids are playing games and no one plays football anymore... (laughs) They can feel included then, right? So know, we're we're, the... we're really being nice. To, we're really being nice to like soccer and stuff like that, right? So I think one thing that we haven't touched on quite yet is so we well we've athletics takes a lot of skill because it takes a lot of time to build muscle and um, uh, hand eye coordination and stuff like that, right? Um, some people it comes naturally, some not, but it also takes quite a bit of skill to reach a professional level of esports too, which I think people take for granted. Like, uh, a lot of sports takes a lot of strategy or um, a lot of time playing that game to really get good at it and compete on a, on a high level, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and I'm not trying to downplay, you know, esports at all because, yeah, I agree with you that it takes an enormous amount of skill to be able to get to play you know, at those kinds of high levels of, you know, StarCraft, Counter-Strike, what have you. Like, it does take an incredible amount of hours and practice to get to that point. Right. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say I don't want to downplay that at all in comparison to, to athletic sports or anything like that. So, wrapping it up, should we go around and, and say our final yes or no? Esports a sport? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, let's... Let's start with Rich. Okay, Rich. Alright. To me, it doesn't really matter. You can call it a sport. That's fine. I mean, I think uh, that definition may change over time. You know, I do think that at some point we'll probably get to a a point where, yeah, we'll look at these sort of colleges and things like that and reevaluate what a sport actually is. I think right now, I think from from a technical definition and from what a cultural definition of it is no but that doesn't mean i don't support it um i'm going to go opposite i'm going to say yes because um i think it's on the same entertainment level as uh, physical sports um i think it takes a similar amount of skill to become professional at it um i just think it's underrated by a lot of people right now justin 
Well, like Rich said, uh, society changes, words along with it. So just because we're hung up on physical activity and the definition right now doesn't mean tomorrow it will be taken away from the words. So, sure. Matt? I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them being separate. You know, sports and esports, you know, I think what I'd like to just see more, and I think we're going to see this as it grows, is it's it's going to be cast in a much more positive light. You know, again, you're, you're going to see, you know, a lot more schools. You're going to see a lot more maybe sports bars and things you know i it's okay to call it esports and have that definition that separates them is just the active level of it you know um you know but i'd be okay if we called it a sport i think either way as long as you're finding enjoyment of it um and we 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 kind of get away from oh you know it takes more skill or whatever to play football compared to call of duty or something like that they're both competitive uh events that you know you, you take a lot of skill mental um the only difference really is a lot of the active sports just take a little bit more they are physical, your whole body, not just your, your, your mental game. So, but I'm okay with both of them being separate. So, yeah, I think it should be considered a sport. Um, we went through and defined what we considered was an active sport, what we considered was, you know, e-sports, what we considered were horse sports. <clears throat> but... <laughs> The, there are so there's, you know, the, the same rules apply to both, you know, even when you come down to, is it physically, are you physically exerting yourself? Yes, with certain games, right? Are we, if we're doing some VR match off on an Omni treadmill, right, you could get pretty tired doing that. If you're playing DDR, extremely tired. Um, so I think... I do, I do consider it a sport, and I think it should be considered a sport so that it can be included, like we talked about, in tuition, sports bars, you know, just general conversation where there's a stigma that follows it. It would be nice to see that stigma removed and to see that controversy quelled. Gotcha. It's kind of a little bit of mixed bags of opinions here, so... Oh, yeah, staff... and I'm by no means an expert on what, what sports are or anything like that, yeah. so, I mean, I'm just going to throw as that long out there. As I'm a... just... That's yeah. That's I think that's just all of our hot take on it. As long as there's people to enjoy it, yeah, you know, yeah, I enjoy them both. But cool, kind of before we wrap it up, let's. uh, What's everybody looking forward to in 2020? Game. What's the game? What's the game you're looking forward? Oh, in 2020, I'm I'm still looking for some games. I'm still looking for some games to come out this year. Um, uh, What's the game that you'd like to see this? Well, I was really looking forward to um, Dragon Quest 11 which actually did just come out recently. <laughs> I, I need to pick it up still. Gotcha. Um, I'm really looking forward to Gears 5 coming out. Good. And that's coming out later, I know. Um, Dragon Quest Builder 2 as well. It's a couple games that's on your list. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Cool. As for me, I'm, I'm pretty excited for 2020 to bring a new installment of Halo. Uh, near and dear to my heart, been playing that forever, and I'm excited to see what 343 does with uh, Infinite and what crazy new, hopefully innovative things they do with the Halo universe and Halo games. How about you, Justin? 2020? I'm, I'm with you, Matt. Halo. I mean, Cyberpunk's right up there, too, but Halo's definitely been there the longest. Gotta love that Keanu Reeves there. <laughs> How about you, Chase? Well, so so we've got Borderlands uh, 3 coming out, which kind of excited for, but uh, you guys keep talking about the Cyberpunk thing, so I might, might have to check that out. Do a little research, kind of <laughs> yeah. see. Just get excited for some Keanu Reeves. So. Oh, I love Keanu. Rich? Um, for 2020, I mean, I was, a l- yeah, I know exactly what I want in 2020. Animal Crossing. Yeah. I was a little <laughs> bummed that it wasn't, uh, 
that it wasn't coming out this year. I was really looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm definitely hyped for the new Animal Crossing next year. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, listening in. Uh, feel free to like, subscribe. We'll have social links and, and things attached to to uh, our podcast here. We'd love to you know get your feedback. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, well, until next time, uh, we'll see you around the campfire. <laughs>